0: Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Raheem, na'mudhu wa nasalli ya al-Kareem. Amma abadhi. Alhamdulillah. Tonight is the 2nd of August in the year 2023. Alhamdulillah, we moved on to the 88th night that we're going through the exalted dear life of the Eminent Companion. Sayyidina Abdullah ibn Mas'ud And the last thing I mentioned was his two grievances with regards to Sayyidina Uthman and the Quran. The first was why Uthman had not appointed him as part of the committee to serve the Quran. And the response to that was he was in Kufa and Uthman did not have time to delay. And the second was, he was told to burn or to respectfully erase his own manuscript, his own personal copy. And he wasn't happy over this. And the proof of the great wisdom of Sayyidina Uthman was that because he didn't erase that personal copy as quickly as ordered, it caused confusion. And the confusion was in the terms of the sequence of the recital. In the Hadith in Bukhari, it mentions a man came from Iraq to al Madina and asked, Aisha, our mother, show me your transcript. She goes, why? He said, in our land, it is recited without any regard to its sequential order. So Ibn Masud's Quran, his personal copy, the order wasn't the order that we have now. And then she responded, don't worry, whatever part of the Quran you read, first, it will not harm you. So now here another important thing needs to be clarified. It is of the utmost importance to now highlight that there is a hadith in Imam Ahmad's Musnad which mentions that Uthman had abolished the six other recitals of the Quran. And Abdullah ibn Mas'ud had also objected to this. So like I mentioned, the Qur'an was given graciously on the humble request of our beloved Messenger in seven recitals. And the way to look at the recitals is that it's not seven different Qur'ans. It's seven different more pregnant understanding of certain words and phrases. So it gives you a more pregnant meaning. This was because of the request of the Prophet And I mentioned that even some of the senior companions were not aware of these qirats initially. Umar once dragged a man to the Prophet. He goes, Ya Rasulullah, he recites the Quran differently. And the Prophet asked him to recite sallallahu And then the Prophet confirmed it. So Umar got worried. He thought, I must be reciting it incorrectly. So he recited the Quran. He goes, you are reciting correctly. Meaning these are recitals. <laughs> so they had to become acquainted with the recitals. And I mentioned the same report for Ibn Mas'ud This report in Imam Ahmad's Muslim mentions that the other six recitals were abolished by Uthman. He standardized the Quraysh, for want of a better word. And Ibn Mas'ud wasn't happy about this. So is that true? In Al-Fattr Rabbani, volume 18, page 369, it mentions that this hadith is not authentic. It has an ignorant person within the chain. So this is the first thing we say about, yes, there is a report where he said the other six recitals are to be respectfully stopped. Mm. But this hadith suffers from a weakness because there's a weak person in the chain. Secondly, leaving aside the fight that all seven recitals are mutawatir. Mm. They have absolutely no possibility of error within them Due to the avalanche of the chains of transmission. Those how on earth could this solitary, weak, at best, report contradict them? Have you understood? So somebody goes, this is a hadith. I don't care what you say. The hadith says the other six were abolished. So our response is, first, it's a weak report. And secondly, even more glaring, the seven recitals are mutawatir. There is no shadow of a doubt. That these are recitals. So how could that hadith be true? It should also be gloriously obvious to all that the other six recitals are not extinct. They are still read the world over. Indeed, a mujtahit, an absolute scholar, must know all seven recitals. So if you say that Uthman got rid of them, why are they still around? In fact, we get pleasure. You know, we hear another Qari, another Qirat. And you go, subhanallah, but I thought it got abolished. Mm. That proves that this hadith is fake. Mm. In addition to the fight, it is also important to point out that the discontinuance of the other six recitals does not in any way represent a loss of any part of the Quran. Why? Mm. For it was the blessed companions, radiyallahu ta'ala anhum, who unanimously decided to discontinue the use of the other six. So what do I mean by that? 99% Ninety-nine percent of the recital is has. Mm. and that's going back to the Quraysh Girat. The other recitals they share that they share that one or two percent. Mm. So why is that? Because the companions of man, like I mentioned, he said this confusion in the outlying provinces. Mm. People are mixing up recitals. Some Arabs are uh, erroneously boasting about their recital being superior, which is also very dangerous. So he standardized it with the Quraysh dialect, Question: what happened to the other six? He didn't abolish them. There is a report mentioning that, but it's not true. And the proof is that it's still with us. And if there was any loss just by making the Quraysh Kiraat, the Hafs Kiraat the more popular, the companions would never have accepted that. Such a decision could not have been unanimously approved if it in any way entailed the loss of even the smallest part of the Quran. So am I'm mentioning this at length, because it's resurfaced, this fitna. People say, oh, your Quran is not preserved. He is what do you mean. He goes, "Othman got rid of six of them. So a guy with his t-shirt and jeans, he doesn't know what the hell you're talking about. He only oh, got rid of six of them. There's only one Quran. He goes, oh, I'm teaching you about your own religion. You're a Muslim. What he means by that is, the six recitals, they've been lost. Quran's been lost because the hadith says it. So we respond, it's not a genuine hadith. And if they has been lost, how do we who who you found them? You know, you've lost them, you brought them back again. So again, note these are just lies and myths that the Shiiteen have you know evolved. Those Abdullah ibn Mas'ud radiyallahu's objection pertained only to why the transcripts other than those compiled by the Amir al Mu'mineen were to be destroyed. Whilst they were correct only because they differed in the sequence of surahs. Like I mentioned, Ibn Mas'ud grieved when he was told to get rid of his own personal copy.
1: Hmm.
0: Half Ibn Kathir he clarified. It was reported from Abdullah ibn Mas'ud radiyallahu that he felt annoyed when his Qur'anic scripts were taken from him and burnt. Mm. He spoke about the fact he had embraced Islam well before Zayed, uh, Sayyidina Zayd ibn Thabit, who was given the task of collecting the Qur'an. Mm. Ibn Mas'ud thus asked his followers that they should not burn or wash off their copies of the Qur'an, but rather hide them. Uthman, mm. who hearing of the turn of events, thus now personally, wrote a letter to him in which he invited him to follow the companions in what they had agreed upon and not to cause dissent. Sayyidina Abdullah ibn Mas'ud anh, upon seeing the personal letter of the aged and most venerable Khalif thus finally responded to the call and shunned disagreement. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala be well pleased with them all. <laughs> Ameen. All of this is recorded in Behaki in his Sunan al kubra 9-119 Ibn Asaqr in his Tariq Dimishk Al-Bidayah 7-218 Look how interesting. Mm-hmm. Ibn Mas'ud, imagine Ufman's given a direct order to all the Sahaba, get rid of your own copies. Mm-hmm. Why? Because it's in a cause fitna. People might misunderstand. Mm-hmm. Ibn Mas'ud did not listen to the command. Why? Because he thought this was not a correct judgment. Mm-hmm. Not only that, he told his students Hide your copies. So what happened? It's only when Uthman sent a personal letter to him. As if to say, Are you gonna are you causing fitna? or Ibn Masood? that he finally relented. Now we can we truly understand and appreciate that. No. Now think about it. If something has some some value in your sight, is it easy to get rid of? If something has some you know more, you know personal value Value to you it might not be worth something to anybody else, but to you is something priceless because it has been given to you, let's say, by a by your father before you passed away or by a shuyukh. Mm. It's priceless. Mm. Abraham mas'ud's own Quran, imagine. He was told, get rid of it. Mm. So he's saying, Oh, why didn't he listen? So you gotta think. You think, look, you know, he's thinking, why is he telling me to do that? Mm. Eventually he did it. Mm. And Ibn Kathir said, May Allah be well pleased with all of the men. Look how they did this. But that delay caused fitna. Why? Because people now were saying, the Quran is, the slightly different. Mm-hmm. Thus all praise be to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The decision of Uthman, was approved by all the blessed companions, and all the unofficial copies of the Quran, were respectfully erased. Mm-hmm. Thus the Quran which is available throughout the world today, is written and recited predominantly only according to the Quraysh mode of recital. So, in conclusion to this whole affair, no other than the magnificent Sayyidina Ali himself said, by way of warning to one and all. So, what did the great Sayyidina Ali say? Say nothing about Uthman except what is good. Why? By Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, whatever he did with the scripture was done in our very presence. He consulted us and inquired our view about these recitals and said, I am receiving information that some people say to others that their recital was better than that of others. Although this is an utterance very close to kufr. Mm. We asked Uthman, what is your opinion, Amir al-Mumineen? He said, I propose that we unite all the Muslims on one Mus'haf, so that there remains no difference or anomalies. We all answered, you have brought a very good proposal, Amir al-Mu'minim. Subhanallah. This is in Fattal Bari, volume 9, page 15. Ibn Abu Dawood in his Kitab al-Masahif, page 22. Imam Sayyuti in his Al-Itqan, volume 1, page 161. Ma'arif al-Qur'an, volume 1, page 30 of the English translation. So why is this important? Who was the next greatest companion? Ali. Mm. If anybody was going to differ and you had something to cling on to, it's going to be Ali. Mm. Ali. said, don't speak about Ufman. Mm. Except good. What he did, he did in our presence. And he goes, he consulted. He didn't just give the, you know, command. <laughs> Get rid of your Qurans. Because he consulted. And then he said, people are saying, our recital is better because that's close to kufr. Mm. How could one recital be better? This all the speech of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He goes, what do you sh- think we should do, Amir al-Mu'mini? He goes, I will re- make them behind one muskhaf, one recital. He goes, you have brought a very good proposal. Sayyidina Ali went on to endorse, radiyallahu, by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if I were the Khalif at the time, I would have done exactly the same.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: This is in Fatal Badi 9-18, with a Hassan chain. So imagine, Hazan Ali said, if I was the third Khalif. I had the same problem, I would have dealt with it exactly like Uthman dealt with it. And in another most eloquent way of describing the stupidity of those who tried to find fault with Uthman in general, Sayyidina Ali said, when you criticize Uthman, it is then just like someone who stabs himself in order to kill someone behind him. <laughs> this is in Tabari al-Istariq five 5-27. Hey, so imagine, If somebody says to you public enemy number one is directly behind you and you do this, you get a sword and you put it straight through your own stomach to get to your enemy. Would you place that person? You think, I got to my enemy. You've killed yourself. (laughs) So why did Ali say that about Uthman? Because when you criticize Uthman it is like someone who stabs himself in order to kill someone behind him. It means it is an act of absolute lunacy and very dangerous to find fault with Sayyidina Uthman. In other words, you're killing yourself when you start doing this. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala preserve us from finding fault with the majestic chosen servants of our beloved messenger. Sallallahu Alaihi So all I mentioned in this short section was the conclusion with regards to the history of the preservation of the Qur'an and where the great name of Ibn Masud was mentioned. So it's very important to highlight what's true, what is truly related from him and to sift out the lies. And of course you realize with all the authentic reports you come to a beautiful clarification as given by the respected scholars. Are there any questions you like to ask? So, one of the Hamdi's one of the Lahoma, the Hamdi and the Stafford Gatu, the the Subhanahu, the Ladina
1: Haq, Allah.